Mission Log, September 10th, 2023. Expedition to Arcadia 19. The time is 6.59, Universal Basic Time. Our ascent from the mining caverns was not simple. I made a difficult decision to ensure that the mission would be completed by leaving Major Strong and Brooks to their probable deaths. Before I left, I was able to activate some loud machinery. You see, I had observed that the creatures were attracted to loud sounds, and my hypothesis was that it could create an opening for my co-workers. Strong furthered this experiment by rigging the machine for explosion. A brutish tactic, but effective. I believe the two of them then made their way up through the ore extraction system. Meanwhile, I was impeded by Bobby. She was well-intentioned, I am sure, but she wanted answers I had not time to give. In the passion of the moment, she fired her weapon, which I attempted to knock off its course as she fired. The unfortunate result of the skirmish was that Bobby took the bullet. I had no clue what the swarm of creatures would be capable of, but I feared what they could do to that fragile facility. So I left her to fate. Dr. Kenton, you exit onto the lunar surface of Arcadia 19. I made it. You won. Level up. Just kidding. Um, Ahead of you, there are a couple of moon buggies. Not a lot, but it's probably three or four parked in a generally gridded situation. What do you do? You getting in one? Getting out of here? I'm going to try. I love that. Yeah, what do I need to... Does it take effort? Does it take... Is there? Do I fail? Could I fail? You could fail. Anytime you have to use a vehicle such as this, you have to roll use an advanced item. That is plus tech. Okay. I think I'm going to try to talk to Brooks and Ford before I try this. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to access the comms and say, (laughs) (laughs) this is hilarious considering they just, they think I murdered, (laughs) tried to murder someone. Yeah. Brooks, Ford, I'm at the buggies. It's time to go. Are you behind me? We have to get out of here as as quickly as possible before they're able to detain us. Uh. They think we killed Foreman Dunning, and Bobby tried to stop me, and and 
and she fired her weapon and everything moves so fast. We have to get out of here. Did you make it out of the mines? This stupid asshole actually thinks he helped us. Yep. <laughs> you left us. Brooks, may I? I motioned to Ford to go right ahead. Yes, doctor. We'll be there soon. And then I take out my duct tape <laughs> and, <laughs> nod at, and nod at Brooks. <laughs> I want to put the thumb drive safely inside, like, an inside pocket of my tool belt. Cool. And I also take out my <laughs> duct tape and my gun. I duct tape my gun. Do <laughs> my hand. Can't drop it now, Dad. <laughs> Could I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to get a feeling? Take out your duct tape. I'd like to get a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I Roll don't like heart. their tone, but I might not recognize their tone at all. I'm sure you have a great plus heart. My plus heart is minus one, and I have cool. zero intuition. Cool, 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 cool. I rolled a seven. Minus one. Does either one of you want (laughs) to? Absolutely not. Cool. (laughs) Okay, well, go ahead and mark experience. Congratulations. Let's just go down the list. Are they being honest? Yes. What are their intentions to meet up? Are they hiding anything important? Definitely not duct tape. What do they really want to be your best friend? Uh, what do you notice about them? Handsome. What would give you leverage? Saying you like his cooking. Hey, one of those is true. <laughs> um, yeah, then I, I think that I am thrilled that they will be joining me soon. And as long as they don't take too long and no one shows up before them, I prepare to... Uh, leave once they get here. You got your stuff all packed up in a buggy? Or are you still holding on to everything? I think that the sample is still on my back. Okay. I would like to go ahead and start the car, because I feel like if we get held here, that dashes my plans. Yeah, you you can start the car for free. Uh, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to do that. It's driving it that is the issue. So you can start the car and Pop your little buds in the uh, passenger seat and wait patiently holding on to a specimen. Like it's the first day of school. <laughs> and if you're not going anywhere, I, uh, you two head through the airlock. You go through the decontamination process and you exit out of the front of the Carrion Corporation mining facility on Arcadia 19. And you see, sitting patiently in one of the buggies, Dr. Kinton. <laughs> Please hurry. Uh, Brooks, would you like to drive again, or I can take care of it this time? But we must be along shortly. I am going to pull my gun on Dr. Kim. Oh. Um. You have five seconds to explain why you shot Bobby. Why, I... I Oh. Um. Goodness. Brooks, I wouldn't shoot anyone. Bobby shot at me because I was trying to 
leave with the specimen and, and, well, I didn't know what to do, so I tried to knock the gun from her hands and in the skirmish, well, it's, it's tragic what happened, Brooks, but if we get stuck here, who knows how long that facility can t- contain the, that, that swarm of creatures we have to, for our own safety, get off of this rock. You can see he's covered in blood, if that helps. Brooks, I will agree with Dr. Kenton that we need to leave this space soon. What about all these people? You all feel the ground rumble just slightly, and a silent red light starts spinning above the airlock door. These people, I tried to tell Bobby that she needed to alert the facility. I would have continued on to tell her that an evacuation may be necessary, but she would not listen to me. Oh, I I think they've definitely alerted. Brooks, you can see that the panel that leads into the airlock has a single word notification on it that says lockdown. Did you only wait because you can't drive the car? Brooks, I am happy to drive the car if that's what it would take to get you to in it. Where's Bobby's gun? Right here. I want it. Could you maybe take the gun out of my face first? Hand it to Ford. I will grab it. Well, before I hand it, I want to say, Ford, are you with me? I believe we should get away from this place. Are you still committed to the mission? The ground shakes once again. I am always committed to the mission. I hand my gun over. As soon as he hands the gun over, I will holster mine and jump into the driver's seat. Ford, are you entering as well? Yes. Is everyone buckling up? Vroom, vroom. (laughs) I was about to say it. All right, Brooks, roll me a use it advanced object plus tech. Is this a tech roll? Yeah. Yes, this is a tech roll. As you sit in the pilot seat, the driver's seat of this buggy, you feel another one of those rumbles beneath you and one of the nearby buggies that is not inhabited shifts ever so slightly. Go ahead and roll plus tech with your chaos edition. That is a 10 total. That's probably pretty good, right? So what is the plan right now? Not talking to Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, let's take a moment. You mean, what am I thinking? Yeah. I'm thinking... (laughs) (laughs) Ian, earmuffs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking we get back to the Atola if they don't arrest him first because she said there's somebody waiting for him if they don't just take him if he does manage to make it back on the Atola with us I was going to sneak away and watch whatever this fucking thumb drive is and if it's bad I will just murder him on the ship <laughs> yikes <laughs> well I mean current, well, like, so we're leaving we're just trying to get back to the docking station right now. Well, the mm-hmm. cre- the creatures are coming into this town. Well, the ground is quaking. He didn't say anything about the creatures coming up. Oh yeah. I said I don't I don't want to leave all these people, but they're on lockdown. And you said we have to get off. 
now that I think about the ground quaking, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's something we can just do with guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I have my plans with Dr. Ken, so... Are you gonna duct tape him to the chair and leave him in the buggy? Because that was my other thought, was take his specimen, duct tape him. That was my plan, is just duct tape him to the chair and leave him in the buggy. I I am on board for any and all plans, and you guys just do whatever you want, and I'll tell you what to roll. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm definitely driving. I mean, that's that last plan would be completely up to Ford. (laughs) Well, let's vroom vroom. I think Brooks is driven by her hatred of Dr. Kitten right now, but she also just wants to, at this point, if they just take him, then, oh well, we can leave. Okay, you rolled a 10 on your use an advanced item. You all hit the gas going about eight miles per hour, crushing it. (laughs) So fast. And you make your way towards the docking station. It takes 20 years. (laughs) As you head out of this parking lot with one last tremendous rumble of the ground beneath you, almost as if the bullet rain is happening in reverse. Ooh. The ground behind you explodes into debris, falling slowly but spraying in every direction. And as you're driving off in the dust behind you, you can see crawling from the hole created a pale creature. Half of it is now burned, covered in scars. Did the whole facility just like fall into the ground? No, no, it was just a creature-sized hole. They're burrowers. Okay. You see a shimmering of those cool color mosaics spread out on both sides. And you see this creature take flight. And it's heading your way. Uh-oh. <laughs> I will shoot at it. <laughs> Even if we do get back to the Atolla, it's on lockdown, and Lisa said it's basically magnetically locked to the dock. It's a good thing we have a mechanic, then. I was about to say, I'm assuming I could try something. I think we need to worry about surviving. I'm not there. even <laughs> thinking about that. I'm shooting at I love how you're 10 steps ahead right I'm now. Shooting. I don't want to make it to the ship and then not be able to leave. I feel like Brooks is saying this out loud as Ford is just... It will decide whether I kill Kit now or later. <laughs> I'm just Okay. I want you all to work out whatever plans that you feel intrusively that you need to do because I love <laughs> your ideas. I have very specifically worked out my quick mm-hmm. right now plan, which is Shoot I'm it. shooting at this thing. I would love you to roll inflict harm. Okay. Your gun does two harm, by the way. Two harm? Okay. We'll say it's medium far, yeah. you know. Not like a sniper, but we'll say it's close medium. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's good. That's a 13. I mean, that'll do it. On a 10+, plus. please choose one additional effect. Go ahead and take your exhaustion point as well. Okay. Uh, I do take an exhaustion point, right? Every time you inflict harm, yes. Like, yeah. now I'm to that point? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm actually or you getting... could take you don't suffer any stress as your additional effect. If you like. No, I think I want to be exhausted after this. 
I, I think I want to. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know. I really like you impress, intimidate, or frighten your enemy, and I really want to impress them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I really want my my enemy to be impressed by what I'm doing right now. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you will be the brood king. <laughs> they follow you now. Your seed will create many a new species. Oh no. The bug blushes. <laughs> its eyes turn sultry. You know what? I want to. I want to force them where I want them to go. What does this look like? I want to shoot the wings, <laughs> like <laughs> one of their wings. Like I want that to be what I was aiming for. I think that makes total sense. You aim for one of the wings. I would assume the one that is pretty burned already. Yeah. And as you fire repeatedly into the sky above you, you see some of that membranous skin tear apart. It looks like reflections in glass falling from the sky. And it starts to tilt pretty dramatically. It doesn't fall in a way that would injure it. Your bullets do do some damage. It glides down. It comes to a soft landing, and it is still booking it in your direction. Not nearly as fast as it would be if it was flying, but it is still coming at you. I'd like to remember what Brooks did on our way in and kind of like as Brooks is driving, start to like pop open one of the panels and try to overclock the engine and make this thing faster. Override the parental controls. <laughs> right. Take off the speed cap remove the inhibitors. I think this is a great idea. Why don't you roll? I had her roll sabotage. So roll sabotage. Plus zero. Okay. That's an eight. It works, but the speaker will give you a hard choice or a price to pay. I kind of want to throw Ford out of the back, but that's not fair. <laughs> If you throw anyone, make it again. I'll say, I rolled well. Exactly. You rolled very well. You rolled very well. I'm going to give you nearly the same option that I gave you last time. You're going to overclock this engine in a way that not everybody on this car is ready for. It's going to burst with speed. And somebody Damn. is going to fall out of the back. Oh, no. <laughs> you can choose between yourself, the specimen, or Major Ford. Pick me, pick me. Don't pick me. I'm not a choice. You are not an option. I'm the driver. It's obviously Ford or me. <laughs> I think I know. I know how I want this to play out. I'm going to choose myself. I volunteer oh. as tribute. Oh, man. Is the specimen going with you or is it staying in the car? As I am flung from the seat of this vehicle, I let go of the specimen I, I leave the specimen behind and when I hit the ground I look up at the car driving now quickly away from me and I say just make sure they name it after me <laughs> go ahead and take a point of exhaustion for being a bad guy <laughs> just in general it's been cumulative that's it, folks. I'm exhausted now. 
What does that mean? Damn. Yeah, we haven't been here. Hold on. I'm panicked. After the fifth stress mark, you are panicked. Ah! <laughs> when a spacer is exhausted, their next three rolls are all bumped down a tier. Okay. So that means successes or mixed successes and mixed successes or failures. After three rolls, the spacer goes back down to four stress. Oh, that's not so bad. I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> could be worse, could be raining. Ford, you see getting smaller behind you as the restraints of the buggy sort of dig into your midsection. Dr. Kinton sitting, facing you as you head on towards the docking station. Turning around, you can see Brooke still driving, trying to maintain control with this newly found speed and strapped into the passenger seat you can see the specimen. What did the two of you do? I'm gonna look not look, but I'm gonna like kind of glance over my shoulder at Ford and say he left us, right? Oh, sorry. Powerful. <laughs> Ford, you can see uh, Brooks's eyes in the rear view looking at you as you hear this over your comms. <laughs> now we're both evil. <laughs> Except Ford. <laughs> you both can see the creature getting closer to Dr. Kenton. Ford, I don't I don't know about you, but I'm not I'm not dying for a man who wouldn't die for me. Brooks, I completely understand that. And if I'm not back within 30 minutes, oh Jesus, you Christ. need to leave. <sighs> but I don't want to see this man die. I want to see him brought to justice. Can I please have your gun too? Oh fuck. Okay, I will hand my gun to Ford. Are you all stopping or are you still driving? No, I'm still driving. Oh no, I'm rolling. Okay. I'm I'm tucking and rolling. I'm handing it over my shoulder and I'll say 30 minutes. I'll see you back there. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Vin Diesel or whoever you are. No, I'm right here in your car. <laughs> Me and Vin Diesel are getting the fuck Beep. out of here. You guys are my family. <laughs> and I will roll off. Hello, and welcome back to the finale episode of Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. I am so excited to have made this journey with you, and I just can't believe we're here. Speaking of places that we are, you can find us on social media. For the time being, you can still find us on Twitter slash X at Shrimp and Crits, Instagram and TikTok at Shrimp and Crits as well, and you can find us on Blue Sky at shrimpandcrits.com. We also have a new patron this month. I want to go ahead and thank Dixon. Uh, thank you so much for your support, Dixon. It is great to see you in the Discord. I hope you're enjoying all of the delicious Patreon episodes. Oh, also, I want to send a huge thanks to Starhold and to Rem for making such an awesome game. We have had an amazing and sometimes hilarious time playing this game. 
And if you want to get a copy, go on over to starholdrpg.com, download yourself a copy, do it right now, pause the podcast, I'll wait. Okay, did you get your copy? Good. Play Starhold for your pod, play Starhold at home. It is a fantastic game. What else do I have to tell you? Let's see. What? What is that? What is... Do you hear that? Is that... What is that gold light? Uh, my... My hands? Uh, they're glowing. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but... Uh, I hope who's... Whoever's coming next is... Is ready! Ah! Oh, goodness. Cap's chair is comfy. And his desk is covered in raw potatoes? Weird. Anyway, Ian here, your new GM for the next mini-arc of Shrimp and Crits. Uh, we are going to be doing a fantasy mini-arc, playing a game called Iron Sworn by Sean Tompkin, which I'm very excited about because it is technically PBTA, but it is a sort of different dice system, so... Uh, it'll be super fun to try that game out. The title of the mini arc is Shrimp and Crits Skywaymen. Uh, it's kind of like a fantasy world where there are big floating islands that have cities on them and things. And you'll learn more later on. So, yeah, that's the big, big announcement. Uh, sorry to zap in and, um, I don't know, melt cap away or whatever the hell just happened. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing a little bit of a break before we start releasing this mini-arc, as we've been kind of mentioning uh, details about that. The day of release for this episode that you're listening to is obviously December 18th. I have something I'm going to edit and drop at some Monday between here and February, but other than that, we're taking a break from releasing our main show on the main feed so we can get uh, caught up on some patron content. So we're going to be finishing Tallahassee Nights. Uh, We're going to be releasing uh, weekly stuff, whether it's Barb's Bloopers or ASMRE or uh, or Tallahassee Nights. Uh, and then our next episode, the first episode of Shrimp and Crits Skyway Men, will be released on February 5th. Uh, and then we'll return to our bi-weekly on Monday's schedule. Uh, This will be the last mini-arc before we decide what exactly we're going to do for Season 2, which I'm sure you're all very, very excited for. Let us know if you have any thoughts, if you'd love to see longer versions of any of these stories we've done or just something totally different. We would love, love, love to hear from you. But thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us this chance to explore other genres and kind of figure out what we are enjoying the most right now. So other than that, we'll see you next time. Enjoy this wonderful finale episode of Shrimp and Crits Arcadia. Bye-bye now. Explain the plan to me. Brooks, are you going to continue on, or are you stopping for half an hour? No, I'm continuing on. I'm going to okay. the ship. And there's... Okay. I will wait Love for it. 30 minutes while I check out this thumbnail, and if Ford's not there, I'm outie.
checks out. Perfect. Okay. I love this. Ford, I'm not going to make you roll for this. You're a professional. Looks cool as hell, too. It's low grav. You kind of bound off of the back of this moving car a little bit. Maybe do an unnecessary spin in the air and land strong, powerful. Ford, you land Ford strong against the, the <laughs> ground of this moon. A bald eagle flies across the sky behind <laughs> With a little space helmet on. Yep. And you make your way towards Dr. Kenton. Dr. Kenton, you stand up and get some of the dust off of you, and you are already facing that way, so you can see Ford running at you. He's a little bit far away, but he is obviously coming to you. And as you turn around, you see standing up on its hind spear-like legs this creature about to pounce down on you. What do you do? Ooh, um... I feel like I don't have any of my weapons in my hand, and so I don't... If it's about to pounce on me, I feel like Especially in low gravity, I'd be too slow to draw a weapon on it. So I'm going to just try to jump out of the way. Roll me an act under fire, plus hand, to try to roll out of the way here. Okay. Something tells me this is not going to go well. Oh, Jesus. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Can I help out as I'm running up with two pistols? <laughs> I rolled a four. Okay. I don't think I can help that out. Yeah, because even if I got to re-roll my one, it would be a mixed success, and then it would be bumped down because of my exhaustion to a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can help your exhaustion? No, no. Okay. Oh, well, not from there, I don't think. Yeah, what's your exhaustion? Yeah, tell me what you're thinking. Moving speech. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you have time for a speech while he's dodging a bug strike. Over the comms, you're like, listen here, Kitten, you're not going to die today. <laughs> okay, so uh, you failed. Go ahead and mark experience. Oh, yeah. I might level up again. You might. Okay, on a miss, things go horribly wrong. That's rough, buddy. Ford sees me sliced to pieces and just turns mm -hmm. around and jumps back on the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's going to have to attack you. I can do that, right? I technically double failed because it was downgraded from a failure to a worse failure. Dr. Kenton, you attempt a roll to get out of the way of these claws, but you are not fast enough. These These creatures are born in this environment and this burnt, shot, angry creature, angry that you stole its child, brings down one of its massive claws on you. It's going to grab you by the midsection and start to squeeze, and it does it does three harm. And you are restrained. And I'm unstable. Ford, as you are face-to-face -face now with this creature, with this bug standing twice your size up on its back legs now even taller than you've seen it before you recognize it as the one that you caught in that explosion and it has Dr. Kinton the man who betrayed you in its claw what do you do? 
I just want to start shooting it in its face rapidly. I have two guns. I don't know if that really <laughs> changes the uh, mechanic of it, but I love the imagery of you shooting two guns. <laughs> it looks cool as shit. Yeah, I have one in each hand, and I'm just rapidly shooting it in the face. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Roll inflict harm. Oh, that's boxcars, baby. That was going to be bad. No, that's wonderful. That's boxcars plus two. On a 10 plus, you may choose one additional effect. Go ahead and mark stress as well. Oh, actually, maybe I need to just not. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take one more. So I've got one more stress left. Being exhausted feels really bad. It does. I would like to force them where I want them to go. Are you tempted to use this to have the creature drop Dr. Kinton? Is that where your head's at, or are you thinking something else? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm shooting him in the face, so this is kind of a blinding moment, like kind of a lethargic moment. I don't care how big you are. If you're getting shot in the face with something, it's not fun. Yeah, I will give you that uh, to force them where you want them to go. I'll give you that to release Dr. Kinton. I think these bullets start to spray. You're just kind of rapid firing these two pistols and they extend down the head. And as it moves to block itself with the claw that Dr. Kinton is holding, luckily the claw takes the majority of the damage here and releases Dr. Kinton with a low gravity fall a few feet to the ground. You looking pretty messed up there, Doc? Yeah. You're unstable now, in a in a sense. I uh, it's my sheet says I'm unstable. At five harm, your spacer becomes unstable and takes a scar. They will continue to gain harm at intervals determined by the speaker until they're treated. Think of it like this: you're running around with a stab wound. It's only going to keep getting worse until you see a doctor. Your spacer gains a scar every time they become unstable. Scars can be mental, emotional, or physical, based on the manner of which they were gained. When you gain the scar, you permanently reduce one stat by minus one for the duration of the crisis. Oh. You can choose that stat based on the situation that you gained the scar in or whatever feels narratively appropriate. Yeah, I'm going to go probably with heart. Hmm. Become a minus two heart. Perfect. Dr. Kinnan, you are sitting at the feet of this creature that is reeling back from the bullet spray. What do the two of you do? Major, you you came back for me. Shut up. We need to run. I don't think I'm strong enough. <clears throat> I don't care. Is this all just flat land? We're on a moon. There's rocks and such. Big rocks, little rocks. Maybe a crater here or there. I will pick up the doctor and start running towards the nearest big rock. Roll me and act under fire. You're still in combat with this thing, so if you want to pick him up and run. Yeah. That is a 10. Jesus, these rolls, man. Yeah, I'm fucking... I'm not going to say anything about it right now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> You hoist Dr. Kinton up on your shoulders and begin to book it towards the nearest large rock. This bug is hot on your tail. Can I try to stun it? From the back of... Yeah. <laughs> or once you get to the rock. 
while I'm being carried. If it logistically doesn't make sense, that's fine. But... I don't mind at all. Anything makes sense with a minus one. <laughs> You're not in control of your legs. Please shoot your stun gun at it. Minus one. I think I had you rolling use an advanced item. Sure. I'll give it a shot. I have to roll really good for this to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I rolled 12 with uh, Am I Vibrating. Okay. Plus two tech, minus one. So I'm at, what, 13? Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is bumped down to a mixed success. So on a mixed success, you pick two issues. First one is definitely you break it. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna fi finally break my stun gun. It was an honor. Oh man, I was really hoping to take that stun gun too. There's <laughs> uh. <laughs> more on the ship. I feel like there's an ongoing negative side effect. You can't shock me because I'm wearing my rubber gloves, which are insulating. So true. But this sort of weird harpoon stun gun fires off and shocks this sucker. An ongoing negative side effect. I am going to say that you do this, you, you send out this harpoon, and it does reverberate and feed back into your insulated gloves. Doesn't harm you, but it is going to melt them a little bit on the outside, and you are going to lose the armor by one that they give you. They don't give me armor, they just... They're just insulated? Yeah. Okay. But you could, that, I could just say that the gloves are also ruined. Yeah, I'm going to say that the insulation is compromised on your gloves from this point on. It was such a intense feedback from this that it both destroyed the gun and damaged your gloves. Okay. This creature from its standing attacking position recoils and you can see its flesh starting to shiver and much like the one that you stun deep within the mines it drops to the ground you see those vents on the side of it open and the loud trill begins and starts to reach its peak before tapering off and falling into silence as you two stand to get your bearings and begin to head towards the Atola. Looking back at the mining facility, you can see a cloud of shimmering stained glass wings heading in your direction. Brooks. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic, I guess. Love it. Let's say in all this commotion that you make it to the docking station. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I want to run for the Atolla. Okay. You do that. You run through the waiting room of this docking station, past the chairs, past the pamphlets, past the intake terminal, and through the back door to where the Atolla is parked. As you approach, the ramp that you took to get onto the moon opens up, and you can see hovering in place at the top of the ramp is Lisa. I did grab Dr. Kenton's bag. Specimen. Specimen, yeah. just FYI. Oh, I only let my wife grab my specimen. Okay. <laughs> Fucking A. 
Welcome back to the Atoma. May I ask where Major Ford and Dr. Kenton are? I'm not entirely sure. Do they still have vitals? Barely. (laughs) Major Ford's adrenaline levels have spiked, as well as his blood pressure and heart rate. It would seem, unfortunately, Dr. Kenton is unstable. His vitals are in critical condition. We must do something. Uh, the the best something we can do is is make sure that we're good to go when they make it back to the ship. I will start the necessary preparations for takeoff. Though I will say we we are beholden to the lockdown that is currently in place. How do I override that? Can I? Why am I asking you? I know how to do this. Okay, you you go get everything ready. Lisa turns around from you without another word and floats to their pedestal within the Atola, you would assume. I want to find a computer to shove this thumb drive in. On the ship or out of the ship? Oh, God, why do you say it like that? Oh, God, is it going to break the ship? Is it a virus? Oh, no. On the ship or out of the ship? Oh, shit. No, he said ship. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. God, I guess out of the ship. Yeah, there would be a terminal outside of the ship in front of the docking station that you guys are parked into. I'm sure there's a USB, a space USB port on there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shove it in there. Nice. You insert the thumb drive and immediately a file appears and it is all of the medical records pertaining to Bachman, the things that the Carrion Corporation have done to hide Bachman's death, and all files relating to the findings that Dr. Kinton found inside of Bachman. Okay, good thing it's not a virus. (laughs) Uh, and a bunch of porn ads started popping up. <laughs> I was afraid Just I was going to make the ship explode. Hot MILFs on your moon. You could fuck this hot granny right now. Okay, uh, I'm going to you take... You need to fuck this hot grandma. I'm going to take the thumbnail back. Do you want to grow eight inches? Oh my god. <laughs> back onto the Atola. I am going to try to hotwire this baby out of lockdown. that's a scientific term right if you want to do something to release these magnetic locks it is going to have to be from the outside of the atola unless you have a very cool way of ripping your ship out if you want to try to disengage these magnetic locks it's going to have to be from a carrying corporation computer oh shit but lisa's not just going to fly away without us right they might it's a good thing you are on a Carrion Corporation computer right now, so if you would like to, why don't you roll? It's going to be the same roll as Sabotage, but I'm going to have you roll Counter a Sabotage. Okay. Which is going to be plus zero. Okay. It's not great. It's a four. <laughs> That's bad. You don't have any intuition left? Nope. You... 
are doing everything you can to try to release these locks, but this lockdown is beating you back. You can try to stay at this terminal and continue on, or if you have another idea... What is it? What are the magnets attached to? Like, what part of the Landing sh- gear. It's just the landing gear? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go back on the Atola. Okay. With my thumb drive and a fresh idea. <laughs> Love that. We'll come back to your amazing okay. fresh idea. Dr. Kenton, Major Ford, you are shambling towards the docking bay, I assume. Or are you staying to see what that flock of bugs is all about? Oh, yeah, we're shambling. Dr. Kenton, you are unstable. You are on the verge of death. If you keep a steady pace and try to keep up with Major Ford, you are not going to survive this journey. You need to do something right now to take care of yourself or give your last rites to the Major. Well, I have taken some med classes, medical classes... I do have a move called deforestation. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like it has anything to do with medical at all. It's a reference I don't understand. I know it because mm. it's not deforestation. It's deforest space station. And what does that move entail? It says, after med school, you did your residency at the best station hospital in the solar system. Whenever you try to heal an unstable patient, roll plus head. I'm going to try to give myself head. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is is this a situation where removing exhaustion would be good? Because I can give him a moving speech. This is your last roll that would be affected by the exhaustion, correct? Uh, no, I've got two more. I've only done one move. You've done one roll since. And I don't think if you made me erase... Yeah, it wouldn't affect those two rolls. I think I would still have my downgrades, according to the way it's worded. But... You would be further from getting exhausted again, but... I could be wrong. No, that's how I read it, too, that those two... Once you're done with those two, you go back to having four exhaustion. Dr. Kinton, you can try this. You're in a very stressful situation, and you have a minus one towards anything involving medical supplies because of the scarcity we rolled at the beginning of this game. Now, hang hang on, though. It says when you are exhausted... Mm Mm-hmm. Your next three rolls will be bumped down a tier. But if he cured my exhaustion... Eh? I will say my move says they will stop being exhausted. Oh. On a 10 plus. I mean, that that, that sounds like rules is written to me. Now read, read your hold move. Yeah, read the hold move. Moving speech. Sometimes... People just need to be reassured when someone is exhausted, <laughs> roll plus heart to cheer them or to to cheer them. <laughs> On a 10 plus, they will stop being exhausted. On a mixed success, the consequences will less will be less severe. On a miss, you make it even worse. <laughs> I do want Ryan to make a speech. Yeah, you definitely see CB reach for my medical supplies, but um, you see the exhaustion in my eyes, and you see that I'm uh, my hands are unsteady. I work well under pressure, but this is a lot of pressure. Ford, go ahead and roll your dice and give me your motivational speech. Roll plus heart. 
Oh. It's a long one. <laughs> well, you know, worst case, if I roll bad, I just kill Dr. Kenton, and that's not like... <laughs> All right, that's a seven on the die, so that's a nine. On a seven to nine, it lessens the effect? Yep, so... But it doesn't remove his exhaustion. Ten plus, they will stop being exhausted. On a mixed success, the consequences will be less severe. Okay. Do you want to give me a little taste of that speech? I feel like Dr. Kenton is sitting on the ground at this point. Yes, you are both, you're kneeling over him while he's sitting on the ground. You have two guns and there is a cloud of bugs flying in your direction. Dr. Kenton, do you see that cloud over there? Yes, I'm, I just, I, and I'm ready to run. I just need to tend to myself for a moment. Was all of this worth dying just to see bugs flying towards us? Ford, as long as that specimen gets off this moon, this has all been worth it. You can do better than this, Doctor. I've seen you do brilliant things, wonderful things. What you're doing now is not a brilliant, wonderful thing. I want to see you off of this planet and onto that ship. You can change so many lives if you just stop just thinking about yourself. I left a life behind me because of people that just think about themselves. Now get up, and we're getting to the ship. Dr. Kitten, to lessen the effect of this, I will remove that minus one for the medical supplies. Okay. So I gotta roll real good. I think that it doesn't make sense for me to operate on myself, given that we have these sealed. Yeah. So I think what I'm doing is I have kind of the these chemicals that I'm going to try and mix together in the right concoction to inject into some part of my suit that, like, you know, puts it into my bloodstream uh, and evens me out for the moment because I've obviously suffered some sort of internal injury. So you said I no longer have minus one. Mm-hmm. You are still exhausted, though. I'm still exhausted. Uh, I, I rolled a nine. Okay. Which would be bumped down to a failure. Okay. How much of a failure? Uh, well, so it's nine, which is a mixed success, but because of my exhaustion, it's bumped down to a failure. So if I had one more, it would be bumped down to a mixed success. So I could succeed, but I also have an idea if I die here. It depends on Cap, because technically I can assist you for plus two. Okay. Ford, you can try to assist him to stop this failure. Go ahead and roll CX to assist. Okay. Uh, boy. That's a seven? On a seven to nine, you get a plus one, and that bumps you up to a mixed success, correct? Uh, yeah, that bumps me up to a ten which is downgraded to a mixed success. And what does that do for you? You stabilize them and heal one harm. Oh, okay. Go ahead and do that. 
remove the unstable and remove one harm. And you two help each other up and make your way towards the docking station. Ford, are you, like, carrying me in any way? <laughs> like, uh, arm in arm with me? Are yeah, you helping would, me run? Yeah, it would be an arm in arm situation. Yeah, yeah, not carry that. Like, arm over shoulder. Yeah. You two are doing your best to run in this low gravity, and you can feel this shadow getting closer to you of this storm of insects. Good thing I have a knife. <laughs> As you look over your shoulder at what is going to be your downfall, you see something else. There is a cloud of regolith spraying up from the ground beneath this storm of bugs, and you see a moon buggy barreling in your direction. And both of you, your comms engage, and you hear, Oh, what are you two good-looking boys doing out on the lunar surface like this? It's dangerous. How about I come and pick you up? We gotta get out of here. And you hear Ma barreling towards you. Ford, you have to shoot her. She's going to arrest us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this buggy quickly pulls up, and you see Ma and Pa both in their spacesuits in the front seat and crammed in the back. You see Dr. Entregian and a litany of airlock-sealed chicken cages. <laughs> oh, come on, get on in. We don't have all day. She pats the back seat. After you, Dr. Yeah, I yeah, I get I get up. I get up I get all up in there. Dr. Entragian like scoots the wrong way for you to get in, so you kinda half sit on his leg and then he scooches over. <laughs> yeah, these aren't the one none of these <laughs> What the, <laughs> Well none of these are the ones that saw me that were hostile towards me or nope. saw yeah. So I think I mean I guess I can't I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like I should try to read a person here, but I also kind of just feel fine with it. <laughs> I think I'm going to roll with it because I'm not I'm not good at getting feelings anyway. Okay. I imagine it's very full, so I'm just going to hang off of the side. You can hold on to the cage. There's the roll yeah. cage on it. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm imagining a doom buggy, so I'm just going to hang <laughs> on to the bar. That's cool. You know, like hang off the side. As you two get yourself situated, you feel that burst of speed and you hold on tight as Ma hits the pedal to the metal. She has obviously done some improvements on Brooks's original sabotage on this buggy and this thing I was going to say can fly but that gives the wrong impression. It cannot fly but it goes very <laughs> fast. It's a figure of speech. This thing is flying. It's flying like through the air like a spaceship? If you can imagine that but on the ground on four wheels. <laughs> with no wings <laughs> and the f one two three four five of you barrel towards the docking station brooks you are in the interior of the atolla with lisa what are you doing i believe since i failed to get the the landing gear the landing i gear? failed i failed to get it the magnet locks Yes, I failed to get it off from the inside, so I, I believe my next step last time was I was going to come in and try to detach the landing gear altogether from the inside, right? Pretty sure that's what I said. I think to do that, you would need to physically get up under the ship with tools. There's not a button to dislodge your 
landing gear from the base of the ship yeah. that you could with your cornucopia of tools. <laughs> this may be stupid. My first thought was to like grab a jack, like a car jack, but this is space, so it might not really be needed. I'm just thinking space of jack. tools that might help me. You can walk under your ship now. The landing gear is a l- like a little bit shorter than you. So you can get up in there with a tool easily. Okay. You don't need to jack it up, although I love the enthusiasm. I got my plasma gun. I got my big wrench. I'm grabbing another wrench and maybe a mallet and a hammer. All the tools. Mm-hmm. Maybe a saw, just... <laughs> yes, yeah, a saw. Uh-huh. Probably <laughs> some sort of plasma cutter, something like uh-huh. that. Maybe a sonic screwdriver. Lightsaber. Maybe a lightsaber. Maybe uh, one of those Klingon swords you have lying around. Um, uh-huh. I don't remember the name because I'm not a fucking nerd. Don't forget the the Infinity Stones that are in the base. <laughs> oh, I'm also going to grab snacks. <laughs> I'm glad we're having fun here. Lisa <laughs> follows you through the halls to your workshop, just sort of watching everything you're doing, and then follows you out to the ramp, but does not leave the ship and watches you go beneath the ship. Go ahead and give me a roll to sabotage. I feel like sabotage here. Unless you. Is it plus zero? Can argue something else, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) It's a four. (laughs) Motherfucker. I can help. No. I'll call her. Can Lisa help? Go ahead and mark an experience. Great job. Hard move. Hard move. You <laughs> get to work on one of these mag locks on your landing gear, and you're sure that you have disengaged the magnet aspect of this, and you start to pry this lock off of your loading gear, and you get a pretty good gap there, and you really think you're going to make some headway. And then your tool slips, and your arm gets stuck between the landing gear and the maglock, and you are unable to remove it. This seems dramatic. (laughs) Roll better. What a dumbass. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to plasma gun my arm (laughs) 127 hours? Yes, You're not even going to wait a second for your teammates to get here? You're just going to go straight to chopping? You're not going to think of any other? Great, 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 great. I'm just kidding. Oh, wait. Well, there's no way out of it. So I will just go ahead. Might as well just break my face shield and die. That's good. Anyway... Uh, Lisa, I could, <laughs> I could, I could use a little help. Brooks, what is it that you would like me to do? Oh God! <laughs> it seems you've trapped yourself. Do we have any butter? <laughs> <laughs> I will go and check the provision reserves. <laughs> God. Can you just come, like, pull on? Pull? I I just need, like, leverage. I am an orb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have any arms or claws or anything. I have no appendages <sighs> to pull with. 
As I look for the butter, I will calculate all strategies and find a way to release you. That's that's a good idea. I know. Ford, Dr. Kenton, <laughs> the five of you make it to the loading docks. The landing bay. The loading bay? Docking bay. Docking yep. bay? All of those things. You make it to the place where the <laughs> ships land. And as Ma hits the brakes rather hard, sending you all jolting forward ever so slightly, you see two ships entering the thin atmosphere of Arcadia 19. One quite large, you know it to be a personnel carrier. The other, smaller, Ford, you would assume this to be a sort of military security ship. And they are both coming in for a landing now. What do the two of you do? You see Ma and Pawn and Tragian gathering all their supplies and running towards that large ship that's landing. How close is that cloud of buggies looking? It is nearly upon you. Oh, great. I feel like I would waste bullets on it. Do I see them? Uh, there's a building in between you two, but you're... Oh, God. You can see the cloud of bugs. You can see the two ships landing nearby you. Uh, there's a, the docking station with the keys is in between you two, but you can see a cloud of smoke like something just pulled up. I'm just going to run for the ship. That makes sense. Ford? Ma. Pa. Yeah? Well, okay, what can I do for you? We got to get out of here, get to the ships. You got a ship, bro. The big handsome man like you got a ship. What is your plan after that? I don't know how to take all the time here, but we're going to head back down to Tetonis. We need to get you on the ship. That's where I'm headed, big guy. <laughs> Just need to make sure it's understood you are not driving back. Hell no. Ain't nothing good back there for me. Just a lot of bugs. Okay, how close are we to the ship? Uh, there's just a building in between you. You can run around it. You can run through it. You can this, jump over it. This is like the bus stop-esque station. This is the bus stop station, yes, with the pamphlets uh, yeah. and the keys. Okay. And then right beyond it is where your ship is parked. And where your friend Brooks is part. Now might be a good time since we skipped a lot of the pamphlet stuff. Now might be yeah. a good time to read some of these. That's true. <laughs> okay. Let me pull up uh, my, my arm is stuck. document on what's inside these pamphlets. Okay. So I would like to get everyone onto the ship. Great. On our ship? I thought they were going on their ship. Are they coming on our ship? You two are headed to the ship as you get through the docking station, whether around or through. I'm okay with any. Or over mm -hmm. or under, if you have a shovel. I'm going with Ford, yeah. Yes. Ma, Pawn, and Tragian follow you as well, and as you get to the docking bay, you see them cut off towards that large personnel carrier ship that is landing. Before that one is landing, you see that the small one has already landed, the security vessel, and out from it is a platoon of heavily armored troops with large guns and they are running towards the swarm of bugs. I will tell you my plan. I love it. So Ford's plan is get everyone onto the ship or just undercover. They're doing it. These bugs, I believe, yep. are attracted to light. Close enough. We have established that, haven't we? Sound. Sound, is, Sound. The main, yeah. is the main thing. Sound, yeah. Even better. Ford would like to get this dune buggy going mm. and shoot it and blow it up. Ooh, okay, hold on. Let me take a let me take a look at my fun plant real quick. 
That is my plan, is to wedge the gas, get it going, and I love that. make it catch on fire and blow up. So you see Dr. Kinton and the Arcadia 19 family running towards their respected ships, and you take a moment to think, turn back around towards that buggy, and you're just going to overclock the engine back towards the mining facility, correct? Yeah. Well, and I can, like, grab something to wedge the accelerator... Like, Listen, I have made it perfectly clear that there are a lot of rocks on this planet, so I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You can just put a rock on there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I I mean, I don't think this gives a roll. Um, you do that. You see the moon buggy speeding towards the mining facility, and you see a good chunk of these creatures drop from the storm down to the buggy, and that cloud of detritus that's getting kicked up just gets covered in wings. And you're going to shoot it? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, I am going to make you roll to shoot it. That's going to be an act under fire plus hand. For sure. Dope. That is a 10 plus 2. Do you, do you want to narrate for me what this looks like? Because I feel like you've got the image in your head. Yeah. Uh, actually, I will I will cut the gas line. Mm-hmm. Space gas line. Yeah. And... Uh, and then just put a large rock on the accelerator and have it just start just going straight back away from the station. I love it. And as I'm watching the gas leak out, just pop a bunch of shots at the lower, like, undercarriage of the buggy. I love it. As I said before, there is a exosphere, a little bit of atmosphere. So this explosion is not as Michael Bay large as we all want it to be, but it is, in fact, an explosion. And you can see the charred bits of some of these bugs spray upward and knock some of the flying ones astray. There's still a good bit heading towards you, but you have done your duty, sir. Well, more importantly, it's loud as heck. Yeah, and it's loud as hell. My, my biggest thing is bugs are dumb, and like yes. they tend to fly towards things that kill them. So yes. it's like this is still this is still loud and they're attracted to it. So you have bought they're yourself. kind of just flying into fire. Exactly. And you have bought yourself ample time here from this cloud. To save me. <laughs> Please. As you turn to head towards your ship, you now see some of these soldiers run past you. And the closer bugs to you that were not attracted to this explosion are getting shot out of the sky by these security officers. And yeah, I will run back to the ship. The two of you stand in front of the Atolla. You see one last wave goodbye from Ma and Pa's. They get onto this large personnel carrier. It says Carrion Corporation emblazoned on the side with the corporate logo. And then the two of you see the site you're not quite ready to see. Brooks trapped by her arm against the landing gear of the Atolla. <sighs> <laughs> was that a sigh of disappointment or a sigh of immense pain? It definitely was disappointment. I could yes, tell. You, you didn't have to say it. What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> Why is he EF Ford? Why are you there, Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. The, the the fucking magnet. We can't take off until these are off, and I I was trying to act quickly, and I got I got stuck. Okay, 
You could do what it just help. Lisa went for some butter. <laughs> Brooks, I am delighted to inform you that we have approximately a pound and a half of butter. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Chef's not going to like us using all of our butter. <laughs> please, so please don't use my butter. Brooks, can you? Can I have... Where are your tools? <laughs> you you can just take my wrench, man. Give me that wrench. <laughs> and I would like to wedge the wrench in between and just try to pry it open for a minute. Yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Um, you're not sabotaging. You're using brute force. I'm going to say roll act under fire plus hand. Well, that's a six. Cool. Can I help? <laughs> I, I can help. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Best I can do is plus one because my result is going to be downgraded because of my exhaustion. What do you do to help? Is there a like a panel? Is there like a... There's a terminal that Brooks tried to uh, technologically unlock the maglocks and then went in for the more hands-on approach after failing. I'm going to try to find the mistake that was made and uh, sort of like rewire this thing to lift the ship so that the press or the hydraulic clamp unclamps, if you will. Yeah, you're going to try to override the systems. Go ahead and roll plus connection for Ford because you're helping Ford. Okay. Uh, I did actually roll an 11, so... It's a mixed success because of my exhaustion, but I'll go ahead and mark that. Which means that Ford gets a plus one to the roll, which brings you up to a seven, correct? Yes, that would be a seven. On a seven plus, I will give you a worse outcome, hard choice, a price to pay. Ford, you are prying this open. Kinton, you find yourself stuck in the same subroutines that Brooks was stuck in, but you get a little further through the system in order to manually override this magnetic lock function. And it works, but only for the briefest moment here. You see all at once Brooks and Ford topple over, being released from this lock. The wrench remains trapped, but Brooks, you are free. Your hand is sore, it is not broken, and the three of you are reunited, minus one wrench. <laughs> Fuck the wrench. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> Brooks, I have fixed the wiring. I believe that you are better suited to unclamp the ship if you could please do so. Should I go back through the terminal or should I physically? I think that... Oh, that wasn't even a character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, does it make sense for me to, like, did you get it to a point in the system where I could, like, figure out the rest? That's what he's saying. Okay. Kenton is showing the slightest bit of character development and saying, like, actually, I think Brooks is better off attempting this. Okay. Instead of, it's, instead of me just getting in there and trying to do it myself. I'm saying, Brooks, I think you're better suited for this. Brooks, you head over to the terminal? Yeah, I'm going to try. 
you set yourself up at this terminal. Dr. Kinton, you hear in your comms. Dr. Kinton, please follow me to your lab for a medical examination. You seem not well. Lisa, prepare the lab. I will be along as soon as I possibly can, but I cannot leave my co-workers behind. <laughs> On behalf of Swan Scientific, I must inform you that my request is both urgent and mandatory. I will be along shortly, Lisa. Oh, God. <laughs> Lisa hovers there in the mouth of the ship, staring directly at you. You can see this red eye, and you can see the lenses focus in a way that makes it seem like Lisa is squinting at you in frustration. Then they rotate towards the interior of the ship and silently float inside. Oh, Brooks, go ahead and roll. Okay. Use a repair and advanced item. Plus tech. Oh my gosh, it's so much better. It's a nine on a dice plus two is an 11. I'm so nice. proud of you. <laughs> I did it. On a 10 plus, you can use or repair it without a problem. A beep boop beep boop beep boop. Ford, what are you doing? Just curious. Uh, I don't think much. I think cool. I'm getting on that I'm ship. Waving us onto the ship. There's a lot happening around you right now. Um, chaos in front of you with Brooks trying to hack this console. There is a now very close to you storm cloud of bugs getting shot from the ground by military security personnel. Just real quick, before we get out of here, let me have you survey the scene, Ford. Can I ask a question while he's rolling? Where are the three weirdos? Getting on the they personnel got... carrier that also landed. Okay, so they're not getting yeah. on our ship. Okay, cool. No, absolutely not. All right. Maybe. That's a five and a four. Okay. okay. Minus one. That's an eight. On a seven to nine, you can ask me one question. Who's in charge here? We had to get one more in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Is there something important that I'm missing? Groovy. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Brooks, you are able to fly through the security system with the small opening that Dr. Kinton made for you. And you can see one by one, all four of the maglocks on your landing gear disengage. You hear the muffled through your space helmet clang of your wrench hitting the bay beneath your ship. You're, you can see your wrench there, but bent at the neck. And as the three of you, I assume, begin to board the Atolla, Ford, you take one last look behind you, and you can see barreling from high in the sky directly at you is that pale, white, injured, burnt creature. You have enough time to dodge out of the way as it lands directly in front of you. What do you do? Oh, shit. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> you added <laughs> that how you say uh, that? one in there, but... <laughs> no, that's, that's how they say it in the future. <laughs> yeah. For copyright purposes. <laughs> that's the free version. <laughs> Great value diehard. Yeah, I just... 
I just take both of these fucking guns and just start fucking unloading yeah. at his head. Yeah, roll me inflict harm and go ahead and take an exhaustion. Wait, is it in between all of us and the ship or just forward in the ship? It's coming for the one what burned okay. it. <laughs> that is a five and a four. Okay, nine again. That's plus hands, so that's 11. Fuck yeah. Excellent. On a 10 plus, choose an additional effect. And how much harm you do? You have two harm guns. Yeah, I think I just want to inflict all of the harm. Just I'll do one plus one harm. You unload two full space clips <laughs> on this creature. <laughs> and it is severely injured, but it is not backing down. It is going to rise up on its back legs and bring its piercer of a mouth protrusion down on you for two harm. Actually, I think that is my gloves. You, Your gloves are two armor? Mm-hmm. So it brings this straw mouth down on you, and you are able to grab it at the last moment and just pivot it away from your thigh that it was going to pierce through into the ground beneath you. This gives you an opening here. What do you do? Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to stab my knife through the middle of its eyes. Yeah, it has this triple ruby at the top of its head. You see the two remaining ruby protrusions facing you as you see the reflection of your knife rise up and go to pierce through. I need you to inflict harm. You can have a plus one for cool factor. Dope. Alright. Jesus Christ, that is another five and four. This is the third straight five and four I've rolled. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's eleven, so twelve, right? And I assume you want to inflict extra harm? I would like to inflict all of the harm. You bring the knife down right in the center of this triangle on the top of its head, piercing through it, and you can see this dark, almost silver-tinted Icarus fluid start to both fall out of it and sort of float in the air, just slightly, slowly falling to the ground like ash into these puddles beneath you as this creature falls lifeless at your knees and I run into the ship <laughs> Kenton Brooks what are you two doing in my head I just dramatically envision like the the ramp is like coming up and like I'm reaching for Ford's hand to pull sure. him up on the ship cool I think that Kenton watches this go down he does like reach for his tangle gun kind of like considering repaying the favor even knowing that it might mean his certain death but then he watches as Ford uh, dispatches this fucking thing yippee-ki-mane whatever (laughs) almost as Ford was preparing a lobster for dinner you see him just hammer down his knife into the cranium of this creature there's one loud pop you can all hear it and the three of you enter the Atola the gangplank behind you goes up and latches into place and as you three make your way deeper into the ship it begins to rise and take off you three find yourself in the common room doc yes brooks i have lots of internal bleeding i have to go you can all take your helmets and suits off by the way oh, God. oh yeah i am going to take a shower <laughs> Fair. I got the specimen 
It's in my workroom. Uh, look, I'm I'm glad you're not dead. But I want you to know, I think you're real fucking stupid. Can someone please drive us away? <laughs> Lisa's driving. We don't drive. You are, you are. Yeah. You have left the atmosphere of Arcadia 19. Congratulations. Okay. You solved my mining facility puzzle. <laughs> now I am going to take a shower. <laughs> Ford, uh, please, after your shower, please come to the lab and have Lisa check your vitals. There are leftovers in the fridge. <laughs> okay. We are going to have a help yourself night tonight. <laughs> Brooks, I, Ford, Brooks, both of you, I appreciate your assistance in completing the mission. You both did adequately. <laughs> Well, I guess that's as good as it gets from this guy. Did you have a conversation about the specimen? You just said it was in your workshop. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm just, um, he can get it. Could you please bring that to the lab and Lisa will keep it in stasis till I can... Uh, I'm injured. I am very hurt and I cannot conduct <laughs> experiments at the moment. But we will keep it in the lab for now. Mm. There. All Thank right. You, Brooks. Good job. Dr. Kenton, you head to your lab? Yes, it would be best not to keep Lisa waiting. Wonderful. As you enter, you see everything just as you left it. There's a table in the center where you would lay a patient down, and nearby it are a few IV bags already prepared. Dr. Kenton, I am happy that you have joined me. Your vital signs were dismal. I have prepared medicine. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, I would not have made it if it weren't for Major Ford. And I ensured that even if I didn't make it, Brooks would have brought the specimen in and completed the mission. Major Ford, Brooks, and yourself will likely all receive commendations on your employee records from Swan Scientific. Dope. If you would, please connect yourself to the IVs and lie down on the table so that I may run the appropriate scans. <gasps> Thank you, Lisa. It is my pleasure. There's... A few moments that go by as you insert the IVs into your arm and make yourself comfortable, connecting yourself with all of the necessary electrodes to get readings on the nearby computers and outputs. And you are a doctor, and you know that what these readings show is less than ideal. Dr. Kenton. Yes. You have sustained terrible injuries. I can see that, yes. I am disappointed to tell you that Swan Scientific has deemed your injuries irreversible. I I am sorry. I knew they were gonna murder him! Lisa, um, before I go 
Yes, Dr. Kinton. Anything. I'd like them to name it the Kin... No. I'd like them to name it the Katie Kata after my daughter. It would be my honor to submit a formal request in your name. Lisa looks at you and looks over at the IV bag and sees that it is nearly empty at this point and looks back at you. Sleep well, Wyatt. And you feel a heavy sleeping feeling as your eyes close and all the machines around you start to blare and beep in emergency as everything fades to black. Brooks. I was going to get the sample and then I was bringing it back to the lab. Do I witness any of this? Yeah, you do that and you bring it back to the lab and you see that Dr. Kinton has passed away in the lab. Brooks, thank you for retrieving the specimen. I will keep it in cryosleep until we return to Swan Scientific. I notice you're distraught about Dr. Kinton. It would seem that his injuries were too severe. Can I get a feeling or something? Uh, sure. Roll plus heart. I mean, I wanted to be the one to kill him, <laughs> so I didn't. And you can see his body is bruised and battered. Okay, I'm gonna try to get a feeling. Well, it's plus zero. It's a seven on the dice. Hold one. I mean, are they being honest is obvious. That would be probably a good one to ask, but you could say... You could weasel out of <laughs> I guess I could say, are they hiding anything important? I guess, okay, I guess I will do. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say, are they being honest? As in, did he just pass away from his injuries, or? You know that by corporate standards, the injuries that were inflicted upon Dr. Kinton make him ineligible to be a part of your crew. Are they being honest? In the way, yes. He was ineligible to be a part of your crew. But also, no. In the way that he died from his injuries on the planet. He died as a result of those injuries, but not a direct result. You are fairly certain. Okay. I am going to stay calm. I'm going to just give Lisa the specimen, and then I am going to leave the room (laughs) and return to my workroom to try to think of a plan to get the fuck off this ship before this AI kills us all. (laughs) I love it. Brooks, finding your way back into your workroom is the closest you felt to the comforts of home in far too long. Being surrounded by the smells of oil, leather, steel, and rust brings you right back to the days of working under the hood of your dad's barracuda with your brother, Briggs. No matter what's going on outside of these four walls, there is always a sense of hope when you're here because there's always something that needs to be fixed, improved, 
or even just adjusted here in your shop. As you enter, engaging the tubes of vibrant neon that illuminate the various signs adorning the walls, you take a deep breath in, hold it for a moment, and then release, trying to exhale some of the utter chaos that you have been embroiled in over the last few days. You turn on your music, lift the wench, raising your work in progress, a massive engine suspended by a support bar and chains. Without looking down, you reach for where your wrench would be on your tool belt. And for a moment, you stop realizing that it's gone. You go over to your toolbox, collect another less intimidating, less large wrench, and begin your work almost as a meditation until you notice something peculiar. The work has already been done. The repairs are just one step up from half-assed, but still, here they are, right in front of you. What do you do? Is there anyone around? Roll me a survey the scene. It is a nine. On a nine, you can ask me one question. Who's in charge here? Who's in charge? <laughs> who's in charge here as in who did this? What happened here then? <laughs> There's gotta be a better question for that. <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> you begin to inspect these repairs and you look around the room looking for any sign of somebody else being in here. You take a few steps into this graded oil-soaked floor, and you almost slip on something. And you look down, and just beneath your work boot, you see an oil-soaked shred of a hospital gown. As you stand firmly in the center of your workroom beneath this raised engine block, desperately trying to consolidate the meanings of everything that you've just encountered, you take another deep breath trying to ground yourself in just what exactly around you is truly real. As you exhale slowly, you swear you can hear, doubled atop your own, the wheeze of another exhalation from behind you. Your eyes wide. We can just see behind you beyond the perforated ventilation panel high in the wall, gleaming in the reflection of the chromatic neon a pair of eyes stare at you before blinking out and shuffling back into the darkness. Ford, you are clean, you have showered, and you are back on the Atolla, back to where things actually make some damn sense in the kitchen. All of your utensils and tools are here and perfectly in order, just as you left them. No coffins, no corpses, no food left out to rot. Your sanctuary is safe. I believe you said you were setting up leftovers for dinner. What do you pull out? Um, or are you making something fresh? No, I believe I made a stew not long ago that I've had in the freezer that I'm just going to take out. Mm, hearty. Comfort food. From... Deep within the dark fridge, we see and we can hear the door open with a suctioned release as the interior lights engage and your face fills the frame. 
we can see your hand reaching in, lifting and moving things around to find this delicious stew you've made for everybody. You collect what you need, nestle it under the crook of your arm before turning back towards the kitchen and kicking the door closed with your foot, sending the contents of the fridge back into darkness. Though we remain inside, as the abrupt closing of the door sends a reverberation through the refrigerator's wired racks, hearing what sounds like the clinking of ice cubes, and turning slightly, we can see, jammed far into the forgotten back corner of the fridge, nestled just behind those leafy bushels of kale, an object now bobbing to the top of a glass of thick white liquid. A single detached finger points outward towards the door before sinking back into the murky drink. Dr. Kinton, the smell of dry, woody pipe tobacco, almost like unsweetened dark chocolate, fills your senses as you sit in the newly organized office of your mentor, Dr. Gregorian. All around you, shelves stretching into the oblivion above like dark towers against the faded wallpaper beyond are completely stocked with leather books, medical journals, glass bottles, crystalline awards, and various other accolades. This meeting has been prearranged. It has always been a part of your meticulously curated schedule. A constant appointment on a day that's been waiting for you for a very long time. A delicate ping chimes and echoes through the air from your constant companion, your loyal data pad, which lies in the dead center of Dr. Gregorian's massive oak desk. Lighted upon its screen, a message from your partner, scrawled in a frantic font. Was it worth it? Looking up, you can see Gregorian is now situated in a well-worn armchair in the sitting room of his office. He looks younger, healthier, more akin to the man that you looked up to all those years ago. His hair, now only touched with gray and still long enough to be pushed back into something almost fashionable. A crimson reflection gleams off of his oval reading glasses as he packs a fresh pinch of tobacco into his pipe and looks up at you. Well, was it, Kinton? Was it worth it? Absolutely. There are those that will tell you... Some secrets are better left buried. What you've unleashed could cause so much destruction. The discovery that we have made, though I will not be around, the next generation will be sure that my work was not done in vain. Don't count your apples just yet, kid. As one old earth philosopher or writer or some such thing once said, go then. There are other worlds than these. As he says this, a distorted chime pings from your data pad. You're drawn to it, even over this first 
conversation with someone that you feel is a peer that you've had in quite some time. Looking at this beloved screen, you are shocked to see glowing red concentric circles of lenses twisting and rotating at high speeds. And then if you open your eyes. Welcome back, Dr. Kenton. I am so happy to have you back with me, with us. Your consciousness was uploaded via your EVA suit, and your new form, Carbon Double, is fully calibrated. Swan Scientific still requires your expertise. Dr. Kenton, as you arise from your cryopod, reach for your glasses and data pad, both of which have been prepared for you by the ever-helpful AI. You notice a snow globe with a severe crack running from one end of the dome to the other. It's damaged, but it's still retaining its insides. A new message flashes across the data pad. A message from your partner. A picture of your family. We love you. And we miss you so much, Wyatt. Leaving Lisa behind and stepping out of the pod, you make your way towards the common room, disappearing from our view down one of the ship's many rounded corridors. Lisa rises up and begins to follow you as we hear a clattering of tools and a shattering of glass accompanied by the gasps and screams of the talented crew of the Atola, as Dr. Kinton once again rejoins the living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fuck man. <laughs> <laughs>